My name is Carlin Borisenko, and you are listening to the Actively Unwoke podcast. You can find back episodes of the podcast over at activelyunwoke.com slash podcast. And hey, if you've been enjoying the podcast, I hope you'll leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Five stars only if you have anything less than five stars. Keep it to yourself. All right. That's a joke. Come on. But no, reviews are really helpful. And I would really appreciate it if you appreciate the work I'm putting into this. Take a minute. Leave a review. It really does help out the show. And I greatly appreciate it. All right. So today we're going to talk about a topic that I talk about here and there. I might tweet about it every now and again. I might mention it on a stream every now and again. But I need to start being explicit about this topic. You need to know the difference between different types of content creators in the so-called anti-woke space. Now, I say the anti-woke space with just a little bit of disdain because the truth of the matter is, is there used to be an anti-woke space. I've been in this game for over three years. I've been enmeshed in it 10 to 15 hours a day, almost every day of the week for the past three years because I'm obsessed with understanding woke culture, woke ideology, the far left progressive plan, all these things. I'm obsessed with it. And so I've been deeply immersed in this stuff for a really long time, more than most people. It's why I'm going a little bit crazy. But there used to be an anti-woke space or what I would call an anti-woke space. This used to legitimately exist where there were a lot of people who were talking about the woke ideology and more or less they were playing nice together and they would help each other and they would support each other. And it was actually kind of a really fulfilling thing to be a part of probably for the first year and a half that I was in the space. And then Joe Biden took office and then things started to devolve from there. And I think we can talk about a lot of different explanations for it. I think we can talk about how people got afraid. People didn't have power anymore. They thought that things were useless. They were blackpilling. They started just uh, engaging in competition with each other. They started going out for themselves instead of helping other people. We can talk about a lot of different things that happened. But the too long didn't read is that the so-called anti-woke space completely fell apart. Now, that's not to say there aren't still people doing doing the work, if you will, because there are absolutely still people that are doing the work. I look at people like Christopher Rufo, James Lindsay. Amazing what those two men have accomplished. Absolutely incredible, unbelievable. I look at people like Gabrielle Clark, Nicole Solis, Paul Rossi, Frank McCormick. There are so many other great activists out there, like real activists, that are on the ground, that are reporting, that are sharing information. There are even some good organizations. I look at organizations like Parents Defending Education. I think they do a great job. Not to be confused with Moms for Liberty, which no offense to any Moms for Liberty people that are listening right now, but I think Moms for Liberty National is a grifting organization. I do. Moms for Liberty has a lot of great members. There are probably members in local chapters 
that are listening to this right now going, what's wrong with Moms for Liberty? Well, you know, I have nothing wrong with the local chapters. The local chapters are fine. The problem is that the national organization doesn't really support the local chapters, do they? And you know I'm telling the truth about that. Anyway, all of these organizations popped up in the anti-woke space. All of these people are doing commentary, pretending to be against woke ideology. And this brings me to the point that I want to make. There's a lot of information out there from people claiming to teach about the woke ideology. And not all of that information is created equal. Now, I'm going to be accused of infighting for this. Why are you going after people on your own side, Carlin? Why are you infighting? Because that's what always happens. But the problem is that in not discussing the reality that there are an awful lot of people shilling information in this space, not because they care about solving the problem, because they do not care about solving the problem. They only care about getting famous or making money or maintaining their status or anything related to a selfish endeavor that is not designed to create change in the world. And the motivations of these people matter. It does matter because it makes it harder for the real activists to make any headway at all when all of the air is sucked out of the room by people who are not interested in solving the problem. Now, for those of you who are listening, and I do think the people who listen to my podcast are much more likely to want to solve the problem. For those of you who are listening and you're thinking, well, well, but, 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 but why are you taking down people on your own side? Why are you talking about this? Why, like, why can't you just focus on the left? I struggle more to overcome the challenges by people created. Excuse me. I struggle more to overcome the challenges created by the people who claim to be on my side than I do from the woke left. That is the truth. The woke left is winning. The woke left is kicking all of our asses. The woke left is looking at how in disarray we are and laughing every single day, and they're doing it while our side, the so-called anti-woke space, is eating each other, canceling each other, destroying each other, undermining each other. It wasn't like this two years ago. It really wasn't. It was a completely different time. And now all it is, is backstabbing and betrayal and misinformation. Yeah, I said it. There's downright misinformation on our side. There's disinformation on our side. And it is not helpful. It is getting in the way. And for everyone who's complaining that I'm talking about this topic, and I know, again, that there will be people complaining. Do you want to win? Or do you want to be entertained? That's really the question. Do you want to win? Or do you want to be entertained as we slowly decline into our new Marxist reality? Because I want to win. And I have a whole bunch of people that I'm looking at right now in the so-called anti-woke space 
that do not want to win. They only want to entertain you. And there's nothing wrong with being entertained. But we should at least be honest about what is going on. And so I wrote this article that we're going to read today. You can find it on my substack, Carlin, K-A-R-L-Y-N dot substack dot com. Or you can go to activelyunwoke.com slash substack. It'll put you right in the same place. And the article is called Know Where You're Getting Your Information From. Activists, entertainers, or grifters. Yes, it matters. Let's read. I do my very best to break down the cultural revolution we are currently engaged in in the United States, make it easy to understand, explain why people seem to act crazy around you, and teach you things you can do to advocate for what you want in the world. I've learned all of this by being immersed in the land of the woke left for between 10 to 15 hours a day, almost every day, for over three years. Understanding it is my obsession. Teaching it to others is how I'm trying to save the world. My goal is nothing less than creating a grassroots army of people who understand what is going on in the world and are committed to stopping it when it shows up in their lives. I'm not the best teacher for everyone. Some people can't get over my tone. Others hate my haircut. Still more are looking for an academic perspective rather than a practical one. And all that is fine. There is no single teacher in the world that can reach every type of person in the world. And that is certainly not a limitation that I'm going to overcome. We need as many different types of people teaching what is happening as possible so that we can wake more people up. So make no mistake, I'm not opposed to as many people talking about this information as possible. We need as many teachers as possible. And by the way, guys, as an aside, because I do additional commentary on my articles in these podcasts, when I say the term teacher, I don't mean in a school. I don't mean in K through 12 public school system, that kind of teacher. If you are sharing the information that you have with other people, you are teaching them. If you're telling your friends about this, you are teaching them. If you are making videos about it, writing articles about it, going online on Twitter or any of the other platforms and talking about it, you are a teacher. And the limited number of teachers that we have in this space is actually a really big problem in terms of making sure the masses understand what's going on in the world. So I want you teaching. I want other people teaching. I want as many people teaching as possible. The problem comes when people are teaching inaccurate information, inaccurate or downright lies and calling it the truth. That's where we have the challenges. All right, back to the article. But a problem I run into continually is the need to unteach people the information they've learned from influencers 
in the online spaces who are not really hinged into what is going on, but are several steps behind it. Sadly, these people often have large platforms, and when they teach their audiences incorrect or outdated information, it causes problems. I believe this is because people who are consuming the information do not understand the difference between the different types of content creators that exist and what type of information they can expect from each variety. When I first got into this space, I was overwhelmed by the amount of information to learn. For a long time, I took everything at face value, assuming that if someone had a following and was talking about a similar content every single day, they probably knew what they were talking about. Boy, was I wrong. Some of the best platformed people have absolutely no clue. Now, this isn't the fault of the audience, mind you. It's the fault of the creator for not doing their own due diligence. But what happens is that when the creator teaches the audience incorrect information, they might come over to a site, maybe like mine, and hear something different and always more accurate. And they start to argue and get disruptive because contradicting what their favorite influencer told them is considered a mortal sin. The information about the woke ideology is complicated, and one can excuse disagreements and differences of opinion. They happen. We're all figuring out this information together. However, there are still levels of quality in terms of the sources you'll find information from. And I want to talk about the concept of activists entertainers, and the much-hated grifter, which is absolutely a real thing. There are three basic types of content creators in the online news and culture space. Activists, entertainers, and grifters. Activists are the most valuable source of information. The word activist is rather loaded, but I think it needs to be reclaimed. It just means someone who is taking action, working day in and day out to make change in the real world. They're looking for solutions to real problems that people care about. Myself, Gabrielle Clark, Paul Rossi, Ray McCormick, Nicole Solis, we're all activists. And by the way, if I didn't name a name on the list, that you think should be on the list, head over to the article on carlin.substack.com and leave a comment and let me know. It was not meant to be an an exhausted list. I I apologize if anyone feels slighted that their name was left off. I didn't mean it to be an all-encompassing list. It was just the people that came to mind last night. But there are so many good people doing work, real work, in the quote-unquote anti-woke space. So, If you have other suggestions for people we should take a look at, come and leave a comment and let us know. And by the way, if you don't know some of the names I just mentioned, again, Gabrielle Clark, Paul Rossi, Frank McCormick, Nicole Solis, look them up because all of them are really amazing activists. Activists are the absolute best source of information because they are the closest to what is actually going on. 
They're at the school board meetings, working with the normal people, looking at documents directly, all in the weeds day to day. It's not a glamorous job, but someone has to do it. Activists are usually the least well-known type of creator, but that's not exclusively true. I consider James Lindsay and Christopher Rufo to be activists, even though both of them might have a problem with the title, but that's what I'm going to categorize them, maybe without their uh, without their consent. And both of them are very well-known and excellent sources of information. But most activists are normal people, just like you. They aren't someone who you look at as a celebrity, someone with a polished production, and someone there's someone who is just doing their best with very minimal resources. But they know everything. Entertainers are the next best source of information, but are always getting their information from activists. Entertainers are usually the most well-known type of creator, but just because they are the most well-known does not mean they are the best informed. These are typically political commentators or pretend journalists. And by pretend, I mean they don't actually do any journalism directly. They just report on other people's journalism, oftentimes without giving credit to the original source, although they do give credit sometimes. It just depends. Now, because these people don't actually do their own journalism, it's kind of like a game of telephone. Sometimes it translates well, and other times it doesn't translate at all. And oftentimes, entertainers can be weeks or months behind the times with the most current information. So you should never assume you're getting up-to-date information unless it's truly breaking news. This is especially true with cultural commentaries. Oftentimes, the activists see the things the entertainers write, and we say, yeah, duh, we knew that a year ago. Better late than never, to be sure. The biggest difference between activists and entertainers is this. While entertainers do care about the issues they are discussing, their primary goal is never to solve the problem. Their goal is to make money and maintain their status. Now, there's nothing fundamentally wrong with wanting to make money and maintain your status. If it floats your boat, go for it. But here's the problem. Because the goal is to make money by getting likes, clicks, retweets, views, subscriptions, followers, etc., entertainers are A always going to present information in the most extreme ways possible, which usually distorts the actual context. And B, they are never going to try to solve the problem because solving the problem would take away their cash cow. People who are making money talking about a problem are never going to actually try to solve the problem. Ordinary people are confused at this because they really think their entertainers are going to save them. They think that just because they see them talk about a problem means that they care enough to do something about it. Entertainers are not going to save you. 
They may attend an event here and there, usually only the ones they're paid to go to, but that's about all they're going to do. And we need to be honest about this. Their job is not to solve the problem. It's to entertain. I want to just jump off script from the article here for a second and talk about this because I can understand why this would be disappointing for people. It was incredibly disappointing for me. During 2020, I was connected to so many of these people who I now consider to be nothing more than entertainers. But I really thought they cared about the problem at the time. I thought that they cared about the problem as much as I did. And so I put so much energy into things and I would go and give them to people who you think care about the problem. Say, look at this. Can you believe this? This is crazy. How can they do this? And they didn't care at all. Or they would pretend to care and they would tell me they were going to do something and then they would never do it. Or they would offer resources that weren't really resources. And I'd say, well, but that's not really going to work for this. And and they wouldn't understand why. Because they hadn't actually taken the time to understand the problem. Just because they talk about it on their shows, on their podcasts, on Fox News, on Newsmax, on YouTube. Just because they talk about the problems does not mean they actually understand the problems. And it does not mean they're going to do anything to fix the problems. If I call someone, as and this has really happened, and I say, there's an event going on for this thing, and I think it would be really great if you were there. And the first question they ask is, well, can they pay me? And I'm not talking about someone who is not well off in this example. I'm talking about someone who is extremely wealthy. If their first question is, how much can they pay me to be there? I'm sorry. You don't actually care about solving the problem. You only care about enriching yourself on the problem. And that example, that person, I'm not going to say who it is because I'm not going to step in that particular uh, hornet's nest. But that's a real story from someone that if you're listening to this podcast, you know who they are. Big time entertainer with millions of subscribers. and. They made all their money by pretending to care about a problem that they don't really care about. And the first question they ask is, how much can you pay me? That has never been the first question I've asked in the, la- in, the in this entire journey. Trust me, when you're an activist in this space, it's not, it's not something that you're going to get rich on. But the entertainers do because they prioritize money and status above all else. Anyway, moving on. And finally, we have grifters. Grifters are a very real thing, and they are a very big problem because they can literally be the dumbest people in the world and still amass a platform that gives them undue influence over people. They provide the lowest quality information by far mostly relying on opinions that will make their audience feel good rather than that what are actually the truth whether it or not it's true makes absolutely no difference and when you try to tell someone that something a grifter taught them is wrong 
oftentimes they lose their ever-loving minds. It's a little unhealthy how attached people get to their grifters. And this is one of the main reasons I wanted to write this article. Because these people, again, most, most people on YouTube, not all, but most people on YouTube with extremely large followings are nothing more than grifters. These are people who will literally make videos telling you whatever they think is going to either make you feel good or outrage you the most, and that's all they care about. And they are some of the dumbest people in the world. They really are. These are people who are the bottom feeders of society. These are people who I look at and I look at, they were in the remedial courses in school. And you know what? Listen, not everyone learns in the same way. And everyone has value in the world. They really do. I'm not trying to to talk down to people who are not at a certain level of intelligence. There are all different types of people in the world and everyone has value and everyone has different things that they are really, really good in. However, however, just because you can film something and put it on YouTube, which every single person can do, does not mean that you should. And it does not mean that you are contributing anything valuable to the world. You want a name? I'll give you a name. The Quartering. Jeremy Hamby. The man who Tim Pool just apologized to. The Quartering has, what, 1.5 million subscribers? And he mostly touches on pop culture stuff, and so usually I don't even mind, because if you're talking about comic books and superheroes and movies and video games, fine, bro. Go to town. But the problem is that last pool last week, Tim Pool apologized to the quartering, saying, We all need to work together to fix the world. Bro, this is possibly the dumbest thing that Tim Pool has ever said. If you think in your right mind that the quartering who admits on his streams to being a grifter and just wanting to sell coffee, is going to save the world, you are out of your ever-loving mind and you are part of the problem. I said it. And I could go on and on and on and on and on about the grifters in this space. Brandon Tatum, Candace Owens, Blair White, Chrissy Mayer, etc etc, etc. These people are all grifters. They do not care about the truth. They do not care about the problem. They will tell you whatever you want to hear in order to take your money, in order to get you to subscribe to their channel and tune into their live streams and send them their super chats. And when they are talking about what is going on in this space, they are usually not intelligent enough 
to really understand it. Again, this is a sad reality that people need to face. Not everyone's built to do everything. And when you have a group of the absolute dumbest human beings on the planet trying to quote-unquote educate people about what's going on in the world, they create an army of extremely uninformed people who then go out and make it a lot harder on the rest of us. If you want to know why people get burnt out and quit in the anti-woke space, it is because the grifters make it almost impossible to exist in this for the long term, and they are going to be your downfall. They are the thing that is going to cause you to lose. I don't know how much more plainly I can put it for you. You have got to stop listening to these people. Or rather, listen to them if you like, but do not consider them a viable source of information. Watch them for the entertainment value. Watch them for the cringe value. Watch them because you're bored and you just want something on in the background and you're not really listening anyway. Fine. But do you have any idea how many hours I have spent arguing with people to try to show them what is really going on with receipts and evidence and videos and photos and explanations from the woke left themselves. And I try to give this information to people and they say, but that's different what this person told me. And I don't and they use that exact tone of voice. That is the audience of a grifter. They immediately jump into whining that I'm telling them something different than what their grifter hero told them, and they refuse to believe it when evidence is put in front of their face, and then they become disruptive to an entire community of people who are trying to learn the information, and they throw hissy fits, and they whine, and they complain, and they flounce about. And there's really nothing I can do to identify these people until they identify themselves by speaking up and disrupting whatever is going on, it is mind-bogglingly bad what these people are doing. And again, if they were just to stick to things like hair and makeup and clothes and comic books and movies and pop culture and music, I would have absolutely no problem with it. Grift to your heart's content. However, There are actually people who are interested in solving problems and in teaching what is really going on, not made up outrage. I am to the point where I'm not even trying anymore with these people. I block them, I remove them from my audience, and I move on. And I don't like being in that space, if I'm honest about it. I really don't like that. Because I want to be able to teach people information, but when those people are coming in and they're being disruptive and they're whining and they're complaining and they have been so convinced that the information from the grifters 
that they're learning from is the absolute and total truth, and they just start reing and distracting everyone and insulting people who disagree with them, that's not a tenable situation. And one could say, you know, they're adults and they should be acting more like adults, and I would absolutely agree with that. But the problem is that it's coming from people who are not doing their due diligence and do not understand what they're talking about. And that is why we need to discuss these things. Back to the article. Let's wrap up. Grifters are people who pretend to care about a problem, but in reality, they don't care at all. They just claim to care in order to become famous and make money. And because of those goals, they have absolutely no incentive to tell you the truth. They will literally tell you anything you want to hear. Even if it directly contradicts something they said a few hours before. And forget trying to solve problems. The only way they do something is if it benefits them directly and they'd rather get drunk on Coors Light while wearing a low-cut top or no top at all in Content House than spend their days doing anything productive. It is easy to spot a grifter because they are obsessed with followers. They're obsessed with their followers and they're obsessed with everyone else's followers. They're the ones that post the images on Twitter of like, this is how many people these followers, this is how many followers this person's lost today, and this is how many followers I've gained today. Let me tell you guys something. If you are followed by thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that are going to unfollow you if you tell them something they do not want to hear, that is not the correct audience. That is not the right audience if you want to get anything done. And so if that type of person unfollows you, you should be celebrating it. Because if that person wants to try to hold you hostage to telling them what they want to hear over what the truth is, then that person is not going to actually be productive in this fight. That person wants to be coddled. That person wants to be taken care of. That person wants their little feelings fed constantly. And if you aren't feeding their feelings and making them feel good, then they're going to go find a grifter who will feed their feelings and who will make their their, their feelings feel good. That's just the reality. And so people who are activists understand this. They understand that if numbers are going down, well, that's not the end of the world because your job is not to be an entertainer. Your job is not to be a grifter. Your job is to activate people to take action. And in regards to that, a smaller niche audience is actually preferable, believe it or not, because that audience is going to be more engaged They're going to be more engaged with you. They're going to be more engaged with each other. Whereas people who will unsubscribe or unfollow because you say something they don't like, they belong with the grifters. This is why the grifters are so obsessed with numbers. 
because their only goal is to get as many people following them as they can possibly get so that they can have the platform, so that they can make money, so that they can show off their boobs in Content House and drink Coors Light on the internet while they're sitting in a swimming pool in a bikini top. And these are people that you expect are going to tell you what's really going on in the world? I didn't make up any of that. All that's real. Another way you can tell a grifter is because they're always reading other people's work with no original journalism of their own, and they live and breathe on outrage. They will take something that is innocuous and blow it completely out of proportion just to make you outraged. Grifters are the reality TV segment of the internet. Would you take advice from your average reality TV star? Probably not if you're smart. Then why would you let them teach you about what's going on in the world and what to do about it? So proceed with caution, folks. There's nothing wrong with liking what you like, but just be aware of the type of creator they are. If you want to watch grifters for cringe value, who am I to judge? Please just don't come here and tell me their information is more accurate than mine because I will laugh in your face and I won't feel badly about it. Here's my rule of thumb. Support the activists, because they're going to solve the problems that you claim to care about. Support the entertainers if they entertain you. But be really clear that they will never solve the problems they're talking about. And avoid the grifters at all costs. They provide nothing of value to the world, and we'd be farther along in the battle for the culture if they did us all a favor and focused on movies or fashion or something vapid rather than getting in the way of the adults trying to do the real work. So perhaps a bit of a rant, but I do actually think this is important. If you have questions about where your favorite entertainer or activist or grifter stands or you're not sure which category they fall in, head over to the article on Substack. Again, it's pinned right to the top at carlin.substack.com. That's K-A-R-L-Y-N dot substack.com. And ask in the comments and I'll tell you. I'll tell you whether or not I think your favorite uh, your favorite person on the internet is a grifter or an entertainer or an activist. And yes, I do know who most everyone on the internet is. And if I don't have an opinion about it, I'll tell you that too. But I'm happy to teach you. I am happy to to download all the information I have to make sure that I'm spreading it to as many people as possible. All I'm asking is that please make it a little easier on me by not listening to the people who obviously have no interest in the truth. All right, guys, that's all I've got. We'll catch you next time.